0: Today, it has been a calm and quiet day in my studio, and uh, it's been beautiful. And the exact second I press record to make this podcast, um, somebody started mowing their lawn. And that's okay. I'm going to just go with it. Uh, It's kind of part of the whole uh, broken wing uh, aspect of writing these new songs uh, that I'm talking about. So we're just going to go with it. So if you hear some lawnmower, um, just know that somebody's getting their yard looking real good today. My name is Ryan O'Neill. I make music under the name Sleeping At Last. And uh, this is, of course, the Sleeping At Last podcast. Thank you for being curious. Thank you for Press and play. And uh, I am so excited to share a brand new song with you today. The song we're going to talk about today is called Bright Sadness, and I'll start by telling you a little bit about the title. Bright Sadness was inspired by a chapter in Richard Rohr's book, Falling Upward. I was reading it around the time of writing this song, and I just thought that the idea of something being bright and sad at the same time is something that really resonated with me. Uh, but beyond thinking it was a beautiful idea, I, I hadn't really thought much about it. Um, and several days later, I was working on this song in my studio, and uh, my wife, Kate, walked in the room and um, noted that this song sounded bright to her. And I was like, oh, really? And she's like, well, it still sounds sad. So it's sort of a bright, sad song. And I thought that was just too synchronicitous to to ignore. And I I decided to call this song uh, Bright Sadness. And at that point, I hadn't yet finished the lyrics or even had the experience that the song ended up being entirely about, which I will detail throughout this episode. But first, I would love to share the song with you right now. So let's go ahead and listen to Bright Sadness, which starts off with the, the beautiful sound of my mom's voice.
1: Bright sunrise through shattered glass. A fountain of youths up into the grass. I drag my feet through perfect sand toward a future I no longer understand. When my daughters collect. In a broken chest teach me I can still learn lessons if I let myself. Turn to the ocean
0: wrote the music of the song uh, several months before any lyrics were written I just kept trying and trying and trying to find the words and this song just was not yet ready to be completed and so I turned my attention to to kind of finishing up all of the other songs that you've already heard as part of my mother collection and um, I I just needed to hold on this one I kind of knew what the heart of this song should be about but I couldn't quite find the words which is not surprising because this one is, is truly about trying to find hope in in the sadness and in the grief of losing my mom. Um, and I've touched on that in, in songs like Some Kind of Heaven. Um, but it was almost like the way that was written, hope was this ideal to strive towards. And Bright Sadness, the one that you just heard, I really wanted to um, experience some of that hope and that light. And um, when the music was finished for this song, I just hadn't yet experienced that. And so uh, I, I kind of put the song on hold for a little bit, and this was right around the beginning of March. and um, I went to Hawaii with my family and this trip was a really significant one. I mentioned probably in a, a couple episodes earlier that um, in the last several days of my mom's life, and um, in the last probably, day of her being conscious, she requested that um, she be cremated and that her ashes be spread in Hawaii, which is a place that she has always loved. And so after she had passed, um, we had a ceremony for for friends and family that was very, um, very much like a celebration of her life. But we we kind of knew um, that our uh, immediate family were going to have this ceremony in Hawaii, and we decided to do it on the one-year anniversary of her passing. And so this trip was coming up, and I I think I was just emotionally unready to write the song Um, leading up to that trip. I was just, I I was really dreading the whole thing. Um, Not because it wasn't going to be beautiful, not because I didn't want to go to Hawaii or didn't want to honor my mom in, in another way. Um, I wanted all those things, but uh, the idea of having to say goodbye again was just really sad and hard. And and I, I just didn't, I just didn't want to do it. And I now know that, so much of that feeling was fear. It was me being afraid that the year of uh, life without my mom that I had spent trying to understand grief, trying to reconcile grief, trying to live alongside grief, trying to transform grief, um, all the things that we've talked about in these episodes uh, so far, I, I was worried that the ceremony was somehow going to um, undo any sort of steps forward that I've tried to take. And I was just really afraid. And so um, in that space, wasn't able to write any lyrics. Um, so we went to Hawaii. We had the ceremony and it was, I, I I don't even know necessarily how to find the words for it because it, it all kind of sounds cliche, but it was the most like heartbreaking, but healing, um, bittersweet experience I've ever had. Uh, as I said, I, I I was dreading it and it ended up being like the exact kind of, heartbreak that was necessary, I think, for me and for my family, for my girls. And it was, it was deeply beautiful. And it, it just felt so perfectly fitting to who my mom was. And the ceremony took place off of the water um, in Waikiki Beach. And uh, so we, we we had this cruise and uh, it just was right at sunrise. And there was just something so exactly perfect about it. Um, and that's Again, the, the the idea of bright sadness just felt so perfect um, in that moment because that's exactly how I felt. Like it was it was this this brightness to this really really heavy and horrible um, loss, and so it was really good. I think my girls were able to process their loss of their grandmother um, in a way that they hadn't yet in the in the past year. Um, I feel like my brother and I and my dad and. Um, our family were just able to fully honor my mom's life. That's what it felt like. It felt like there was enough time and enough space that had gone by where really the whole thing could be entirely about her. And that felt really beautiful and really special and sacred. And so this song was very much born out of that experience. And even though the title Bright Sadness was already there, it was almost like it was... I'm sorry, I'm getting choked up. Um, It was waiting for the, the rest of these lyrics because I think I, I didn't yet feel um, that hope that, uh, that I had been wanting to write about until until this ceremony and this trip and this time with family. And so that, that clip of my mom talking at the start of the song.
2: This is such a beautiful place. This is got to be the closest thing to
0: heaven. That was from an old family video that my brother unearthed and gave me a recording of, and it was my mom in a, in a very rare moment. I don't ever remember her using a video camera. It was usually my dad or um, other family members doing any sort of video taping. And, um, but this was her uh, and it was her documenting Hawaii. And so the the clip that you hear at the start of the song, that's her talking about the view that she was looking at, which was seeing diamond head in the background off of Waikiki beach and her taking in that beautiful view uh, which is the exact area and um location that we we had that ceremony um to say goodbye to her. And toward the end of the song, i I used a little bit of audio that I recorded from the ceremony of that same, that same part of the ocean. So this song has both my mom as a young person adoring this beautiful, beautiful place. And celebrating its beauty and talking about heaven, um, as well as recordings of her family returning her to that beautiful place. Jeez, that all got heavy quick. Um, <laughs> uh, I I'm just gonna stop to say how much I appreciate you guys letting me, you know, cry my way through all this. I've I've said it before, but it it means a lot to get to process all of this stuff. Um, so just thank you. I really appreciate you. I will now carry on and and tell you more about this song. The opening lyric. A Bright Sunrise Through Shattered Glass. Uh, that's actually a reference to an Uber ride that my uh, girls and my wife and I took uh, while we were on that trip in Hawaii. And uh, um, the, the gentleman that picked us up had a, a pretty substantial crack in his windshield. And we were sitting there very quietly. And then all of a sudden, one of our girls says... Wow, look at how beautiful that is, and um, like we're like, oh oh, don't don't point that out um but i I loved that they thought it was pretty, and so, um, I thought, man, for this song called "Bright Sadness," again, it's like these polar opposites of feelings. That's true. They were able to see something broken and think it's beautiful, and that's ultimately what this song is about. The following lyric, "A Fountain of youth slipping through the cracks that is a reference to my Overwhelming feelings of getting older. I am not a fan, and uh, I turned forty this year, and so there's that milestone. And I always kind of imagine not really having that big of a a problem with getting older. Like I, I just was kind of like, oh, that's you know not going to be a, a major deal for me, and uh, you know not 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 into it. And I think it's kind of been compounded uh, this last year uh, in just losing a parent early and uh, just it's reoriented my mind, um, to, to a lot of worry and a lot of, um, health anxiety, as I mentioned before. And so getting older at the same time is, you know, not awesome. And so I wanted to kind of reference that like a fountain of youth slipping through the cracks. Like I always kind of imagine myself, um, just being young forever and I feel young. Um, and, uh, uh like part of the, the the sunrise through that shattered glass is in order to appreciate that you have to, um, also, Grow and and age. The next lyrics are: I drag my feet through perfect sand toward a future I no longer understand. And that is a reference to being in Hawaii. I was there, feeling all of those things: my age, my um, the the complicated emotions of of being there for uh, the purpose of that ceremony for my mom. Um, and I I, I feel like I'm in this beautiful paradise uh, that is Hawaii, and. Uh, There I am, you know, dragging all this baggage with me um, toward a future that I no longer understand, which is sort of it's kind of funny because it assumes that I used to understand the future. But of course, nobody does and nobody gets to have any sort of access to that. Um, So that lyric to me is sort of a reminder that like I wasn't thinking necessarily accurately when I when I felt like the world was a, a safer place before my mom passed away it it has always been the same and um there is uh, going back to something i talked a little bit about in the last song some kind of heaven the idea of radical acceptance that is uh, this is just another form of that like the future is not something we get to understand um but i also like the idea of it just referencing i had a future in mind of course like we don't get to know what that is but uh it definitely included my mom for a lot more years and so um that lyric is is pointing to that but it's in the context of hawaii and dragging my feet through that sand and uh dreading you know the the reason we were there the following lyric but my daughter's collection of broken shells teach me i can still learn lessons if i let myself that is a very specific reference to um we were on the beach and my girls love collecting shells every trip we ever go to any sort of beach they just are obsessed and it's so fun. And I, I love it too. I, I think it like pulls some part of my childhood out of me. Um, and so I remember very vividly going through their little collection of shells with them and b- trying to help them like pare down. So we can't bring, you know, the entire beach of, of shells back to our, uh, to our home. I was trying to get them to pare down. And um, the obvious place to pare down was these shells with massive holes in them or the cracks and they're all broken up. And they would absolutely not let go of those. Those were their favorites. They loved the broken ones. And I was, of course, only looking for whole ones. And um, so that is what that lyric is a reference to. And teach me, I, I can still learn lessons if I let myself. That is such a, a reminder to just always be curious and to just seek beauty in, in brokenness and uh, to, to let go of, of the idea of perfection. The next lyric, I'll be all right, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. It's been a year at the mercy of a merciless tide. Uh, that is that is a um, that is something that I I said. That's why if you read it, it's in quotes. Um, at, when my mom was in the hospital, uh, she when she was conscious, she was really just worried about all of us. Um, she took care of so many things for each of us. Um, she was my manager, as I've mentioned, and um, I I could tell that she was just overwhelmed with with worry about all of us carrying on. And I think she was understanding the reality of, of her time running out. And I, I just, I, I didn't know how to how to comfort her, um, but I kept promising that I'll be all right, that I'll be all right. And I think uh, my brother was saying that. And um, uh, the idea that it's been a year at the mercy of a merciless tide, that's me writing from the perspective of now, which is, um, Almost saying like I, I've been trying to be all right, but I'm I, I know that I'm struggling with that. Um, it's almost like saying like yes, but it's been a year of of trying to find something to hold on to in, in an impossible situation, and so it's me almost like self reviewing like man, I, I I said I'll be all right to my mom, and now it's been a year, and am I? You know, it's asking that question in in the context of the song. So those lyrics are are really my, my thought process. Like the day before we actually had the ceremony, I was just sort of reflecting on how, how am I, am I, I'm like disappointed that, um, that this is all still so hard. Um, And, and the next lyrics, but now we're here clothes, barely dry we return to the ocean one more time for you. That's that's very obviously referencing like the actual ceremony itself. Where now we're here in Hawaii, um, and the clothes barely dry is it's about that fear that I was talking about before in in my dread of that ceremony, like it, it, that it actually is just being terrified that I would slip back into the despair that I felt um, shortly after losing my mom, um, and and so the clothes barely dry is a reference to just feeling like hey we're We're just now finding a little bit of footing, a little bit of oxygen, and I'm nervous. I'm nervous to be here. uh, And and using the metaphor of water, like I'm, I'm, I'm nervous to to fall right back in, you know. But also, like here we all are. We're here, and and this isn't about any of that. It's for my mom. And so all the lyrics up to this point are, are really just my frame of mind. Uh, leading up to this one-year anniversary of losing my mom, and and the ceremony, and how I was feeling, and from the next set of lyrics onward, uh, the rest of the song is about hope. It's it's about the the experience of of brightness in in the middle of of sadness, which which came for me in that ceremony. So I, I like the idea of thinking through the title and, and the lyrics basically representing like the first half of the song, the lyrics are representing sadness and the second half of the song, they represent brightness. And the music is, is sort of an opposite, uh, but also a mixture. Um, the first half of the song is brightness and the, the second half, like as soon as the, the realization of hope, um, which is in these next lyrics, uh, that's when uh, this, the music gets a little bit more somber. And so um, I liked the kind of the the weaving in and out of those two emotions. The next set of lyrics, uh, which again are the beginning of sort of the the turn in my thinking, um, are in the water we pay attention to one another. In the water we remember that nothing, even death, lasts forever. So firstly, the, in the water, we pay attention to one another. That is a realization that I had just with swimming with my kids. It's interesting. Cause like, you just think of people just like, you just enter water and you just kind of hang out there, you jump around and you swim around. And I think what's beautiful about swimming is that it is so much about just being with whoever you're with. Like when we're in the pool with my kids, like it is just a hundred percent, no distraction, just paying attention to them, just playing for the sake of playing and uh, there's something really beautiful about that. And so when I was thinking about that, um, I had written that just in like one of my, one of my little journals and, and had felt like, oh gosh, that, that idea is exactly true. Like here we are on this boat celebrating my mom's life and saying goodbye to her. And um, that's exactly what we were doing. We were paying attention to one another. We were there for my mom and somehow that helped us see each other a little clearer. And the following line: "In the water, we remember that nothing, even death, lasts forever." So I, I like the double meaning of it. Um, on one hand, it's saying, "In the water, we remember that nothing lasts forever." Like it's almost the scarcity perspective. Um, and then on the flip side, it's "In the water, we remember that nothing, even death, lasts forever." So there's there's hope in that, uh, and that hope is is what I was feeling for the first time in in a year. Uh, at the ceremony for my mom. And in the following lyrics, I want to swim. I want to swim. I want to try to trust in the mercy of the merciless tide. That's again, continuing this, this new perspective that I feel like I, I now have since that ceremony where uh, not that I was trying to escape grief in the first year of losing my mom, but there was this very real sense of just trying to like have the upper hand and to constantly swerve around it and, and just carry on and, and try to, to be okay. Uh, this is, this is sort of saying like, I, I, I'm okay to go back into whatever those waters are and, um, to trust in, in, in some kind of mercy, even though it makes no sense. So the mercy of the merciless tide is like, I'm going to choose to believe in something that feels impossible and and actually trust that it will be okay. Again, this is radical acceptance. And then the following lyric, my mother taught me all will be reconciled, god what a gift to be my mother's child. Gosh, so again, that is a, a, a nod to her beautiful faith uh, and her optimism for for the people that she loved. I think the line god what a gift to be my mother's child. That that one that probably breaks my heart in in a way that's different than any of the other lyrics of of these mother songs. And the reason for that is I, it occurred to me as I wrote it that it feels so good to say that out loud and it feels so good to celebrate her in a song and it feels so good to acknowledge the gift that it is t- to, to have known her and to be her son. And what makes me so sad about that is that... Uh, and it's so cliche, I, like, I'm like. i embarrassed to even say it out loud, because we know this, and we know better. But I, I wish I had written this line when she was alive, because I want her to know it. And I, I believe that she knows it, and she knew it then, and she knows it now. But uh, man, I, I hate that when we lose people, we suddenly find the words to celebrate who they are, and to highlight their beauty, and to express gratitude and, and love toward them in a way that maybe is is harder or just forgotten about when we actually have them. And so it breaks my heart to say something like God, what a gift to be my mother's child and to have that feel so true and and to be such a a vital expression for me. Um, I just wish I had written it when she was alive and could hear it for all of these songs, but I I just wish the honoring of my mom um, could have been as clear as it feels now. And the next lines, I want to swim, I want to swim, and close my eyes, be swept up in the mercy of the merciful tide. This is, again, this is trust. This is the repeating, I want to swim, I want to actually try, and the closing my eyes is just absolute trust, and to be swept up in the mercy of the merciful tide is is changing my perspective. So I've said the merciless tide multiple times, which is basically going up against the impossible, and this is now like a turn of faith where i actually believe that all of these things that have felt so hard are maybe even good and beautiful and and merciful which actually connects to the 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 song mother which um a new version of that song will be coming out next uh next podcast episode uh, and i will be able to talk about the that that song and, and what that song meant to me but there's a there's a large theme of water in in these songs and On the very basic level, my mom absolutely loved the ocean, as I mentioned, and so I wanted to include things that she loved in these songs. But then also, uh, in the song Mother, I I talk about her love being this ocean. And now, in in grieving the loss of her, uh, this ocean has sort of felt like pain, and it's felt sad, and it's directly related to the love I feel for her, and without her, the ocean suddenly feels very dangerous and overwhelming, and I think in this moment of the song, I'm sort of returning to uh, acknowledging and accepting that the grief, too, is part of that love. The opening line of the song, Mother, is love bigger than the ocean, And so, again, in that song, it's the metaphor where her love was this just environment um, where my brother and I got to thrive. And so those same waters, that environment have become, like I said, scary and uh, overwhelming without her. And so uh, this is sort of where I'm connecting those two songs together in this lyric. The next lyric, my mother believed I will be reconciled. God, what a gift to be my mother's child. Uh, It's a repeat of the lyric before, but with a slight change. Um, This time I say, my mother believed that I will be reconciled. And uh, the reason I changed that is because I think through the lens of her faith, she believed that all things in this world will eventually be reconciled. And on, on a very personal level, I think she believed that I personally will be reconciled. And that idea has helped me a lot in my grieving and feeling so broken since we lost her and so it's a reminder to myself that she really really believed in me that's again so cheesy but it's so true and i'm repeating god would a gift to be my mother's child because it absolutely is and the 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 final lyric of this song in the water we remember that nothing even death lasts forever that is, uh, it's, it's probably my favorite line of the song. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I, I love that it says kind of both things. It speaks to a little bit of the despair um, that nothing lasts forever, but then it also speaks to the hope of even death is not permanent. And so, an ending on this lyric actually wasn't the original plan. And it was only right before I started recording my voice that I just felt like I wanted to hear that message again. I wanted to end on that note of hope and so I, I wrote kind of some new piano chords under that same melody uh, that I sing.
1: In the water we remember that nothing even death lasts forever.
0: So ultimately this song is about hope. It's about the hope that I, I, I discovered In that ceremony in Hawaii, uh, it it is about trying and trying and trying to look at the world through the lens of acceptance, uh, to see through shattered glass or broken shells as something beautiful, um, and to, to somehow grow through all of the grief and uh, that's absolutely what my mom would have hoped for for me. And um, so, yeah, this is, even though it's not technically the last song in, in my mother project, it is actually the last um, song you haven't heard because as I mentioned, next, uh, next episode is gonna be about a new version of my song, Mother, but that one exists. So I am kind of thinking of Bright Sadness as the, the closing message. It's the transformation into hope uh from my grief which i'm i'm still working on it's a it's a long it's a long road and i am by no means uh under the impression that like that ceremony as beautiful and sacred and special as it was that i am now healed i'm not and i'm managing all sorts of health anxiety and all sorts of other things that i've talked a little bit about throughout the podcast but there absolutely is a a new sense of hope and there's something new blossoming out of all of this that I'm so grateful for and that truly did start in that ceremony with my family uh, back in in March. As I've mentioned in each of these mother songs, I've sort of approached them with a broken wing And, and what I mean by that is just I'm making a conscious effort to not overthink, to not over-tool or edit. And each song has a, a little bit of a different version of that, You know, whether it's me singing when my voice is a little sick um, or it, just letting things be as raw as they feel. Uh, for this song, my broken wing approach was in the mixing. Uh, it is a far more dense uh, song in terms of uh, instrumentation and layers. There's a lot of atmosphere. There's a lot of different textures that I um, had so much fun recording on this song. And typically for my Atlas songs or um, some of my other projects, uh, the, the, the sessions are huge. They have hundreds of different individual instruments or tracks. And uh, I usually put that burden on the shoulders of, of my collaborators, which are Chris Bethay or John Goodmanson, who have done an amazing job mixing some of my work. And uh, um, for these mother songs, I've mixed all of them myself, which is not uncommon. I I mix most of my astronomy songs. I've mixed uh, my covers and some of the other stuff as well. Um, But for this one, it is uncommon because it's so dense. And I usually just want an extra ear to make sure that everything is kind of sonically in its right place. And I got kind of precious about the mix. So I did very little. So by the time I actually finished lyrics and recorded my voice, I didn't really want to touch much of the music at all because I had listened to it so many times as an instrumental. I listened to it even in Hawaii, just thinking through the song and thinking through the ceremony. I, I listened to it. On um, a couple other trips, and it's it, it, something about it just always kind of made me feel a certain way, and so I felt very precious about changing anything, even when some insecurities crept in after hearing it for the thousandth time, uh, and wondering, is the bass too quiet? Is the uh, is is there enough? mid-range, carved out, you know, all, all those like technical thoughts uh, I kind of put to the side because it, it did give me a specific feeling and that's what I wanted to keep in this music. And I would like to once again shout from the rooftops my absolute adoration for Sharon Gerber and Anya Gerber, um, the mother and daughter string players that you hear throughout so much of my music um they played so brilliantly on this song and i'm just so so grateful they they add a level of dimension and soul and and heart to everything that they touch and um it was really really special to get to collaborate with them on on this entire project it's meant meant the world to me um so let's go ahead and listen to some of their stunning work segment of strings that you hear, uh, which you can hear at the towards the end of the song, which are very much featured in the original arrangement that I, my mock arrangement that I sent them, uh, that section of the song was non-existent. Um, those are strings that they played in the, the louder crescendo chorus, if you will, of the song. And um, I just love them so much that I gave them their own space. And so I um, added this section of the song just based on their absolutely gorgeous playing. Musically, this song was so much fun to put together. I, I was sort of chasing a, a feeling, and obviously I'm doing that in everything I'm writing. I'm, I'm trying to express a certain emotion, but this one was like, I wasn't even sure what to call that feeling or how to put my finger on it until the title and having the, the experience of the ceremony kind of named it for me. But before that, musically, I was just trying to chase whatever this uh, this feeling was. I usually don't pay a lot of attention to like where environmentally my music could be enjoyed Um, but for this one it was kind of fun because well ahead of all of those things coming together, the lyrics, the the title and all that kind of stuff, as I said I was chasing this feeling and carrying around this instrumental version of the song everywhere I was going and so I listened to it on a plane, I listened to it in car rides, I listened to it just kind of on my phone. Uh, just holding it close to my ear and, and got to hear it in all of those different environments. And uh, I really appreciated that and I think it helped me in chasing a specific feeling for this song because it felt right in, in travel. And now I kind of recognize that not only is this the, the soundtrack of that hope that I talked about um, with my mom's ceremony in Hawaii, I think for me it is the soundtrack to transformation that can come in travel, that can be in these in these states of motion. So I've decided I want to put this song out as an instrumental as well, which will be included in uh, alongside the the new version of my song, Mother, which will come out on Mother's Day weekend and uh, will conclude this project. I think that's roughly everything I had hoped to share today. Uh, and I just wanted to say again how, how deeply touched I am to get to share this stuff with you guys. I know I've said it so much, and I still struggle to find the, the right words, but I, it means a lot, like even with the ceremony in Hawaii, like to get to share that story, but also to tell you how I feel, how I'm doing, what I'm writing, why I'm writing what I'm writing, uh, it just it just means a lot. It makes me feel so much less alone in in this experience with grief. And I, I so hope that somehow in in the sharing and in the music and in the writing that you can feel um, some sort of, you know, sonic hug <laughs> from me as well. And I feel a little less alone, too. For me, this song, Bright Sadness, will forever be the soundtrack to my mom's memorial in Hawaii. And it will forever be the, the soundtrack to the hope and the reach for transformation. And I hope somehow that um, this song can be the soundtrack for that in your life as well. And um, But in any case, I am just deeply grateful for you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm going to end the episode by playing the song again. Now that I've told you all about it, you can kind of hear it all together. And um, I will speak to you very, very soon with the, the final addition to this little collection that I call Mother.
1: A bright sunrise through shattered glass, a fountain of youths up into the grass. I drag my feet. Fixing toward a future I no longer understand. When my daughter's collection of broken shells teach me I can still learn lessons if I let
2: myself.
1: i been a year at the mercy of a merciless tide. But now we're here, closed, barely dry. We return to the ocean